guys, this is Anthony Anthem, a.k.a. Black Fabio, a.k.a. The Midnight Marauder, a.k.a. Pentacon Jr., Negrito, a.k.a. Velveteen Dreams, Worst Nightmare, Eat Your Heart Out. <laughs> we, got a, uh, we got our special guest today. Um, would you like to state your name, Concert? Hey, my name I'm Ms. Walter Fulbright. I'm one of the owners of Journey Pro and a two-time guest on... The Delivery Bros Podcast. Thank you very much. Two-time champ. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Two times. Two, two, two times. times. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm only three more times till I get to be Booker T. Sucker. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> yep. All right. We got our Booker T reference in. That's that. That's it. Go ahead and cut it. All right. That was it. Yep. Um, Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. you. We went so hard. We hit you with the Harlem hand. <laughs> Yeah, yep. Hey, man, I've worked for WWE as much as Stevie Ray did, so <laughs> apparently I can be in their Hall of Fame without ever having you know worked for that company at all. Yeah, no, not at all. Never once. I, I and see, it's just like shoot, I'm doing my own thing right now. <laughs> yep. Hey, man, that's uh, that it's like uh, it's like yeah, it's a weird math problem. We don't know how that worked out, but hey, man, how you been doing? How how how's your life treating you? Man, life is treating me all right, man. I can't complain. Just trying to make moves some are uh, being spoken in action and some are being spoken in secret you know what i'm saying well i'm gonna tell you because you guys can't see this because this is an audio format but every piece of equipment on my uh on my my den table here is different from the last time we did this except for that laptop i think that laptop's the same every other piece of equipment is new it's a it is the new and improved so my voice i was like man that guy's voice sounds just Got a little bit of extra bass, a little bit of a little bit of nice sound to it. That's because of this uh, this beautiful equipment you have here. It's looking real, looking real nice now. Uh, working hard, man. <laughs> trying to make this possible. So I appreciate the compliment on the equipment. So thank you. <laughs> Sincerely, that, that that could be taken. I hope that the first thing somebody didn't hear was that I was kind of, okay. Yeah. Oh. We'll get that. We'll get back to that again. See, it didn't really, take that Walter? long for me. To, yeah, yeah. Really, I'm sorry. I I apologize, everyone. That was uh, I, I I dragged that there. I, you know, I this is a it, fucking awesome podcast. It is. I I I've really listened to fuck? a few of these episodes, so I know that's not the case. Yeah, that's I true. know that's not the case. I have uh, I've done my prep work. I'm ready for the uh, the tone of what you're going to bring to me. So I, I don't know what you're talking about. I am. A wholesome podcaster. <laughs> Just trying to make something wholesome for the family. For the family. Um, 16 plus. Yes. Kind of um, like Journey Pro uh, Wrestling, which is also 18 plus. Yeah, let's go with 18 plus on that one. Yeah, make it 18 plus. Yeah, we're going to 16 plus in Kansas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, my dude. Okay, so, um, in my last interview, um, I had one of your colleagues on the show. Um, I'm talking about Mr. Dirk Dabbler himself, a.k.a. Kit Allen. <laughs> How come, why does he get nicknames? Why does he get two nicknames? What do I get? I mean, you never, ha- you never told me what your nickname was. I don't have one. I don't, you know, I can't self-apply a nickname. Somebody's got to give that to me, right? Well, Walt Disney had Walt Disney, so I can call All you right. Walt Journey. There you go. All right, I'll take Walt Journey. You are Walt Journey. You're taking him on a journey. In pro wrestling. This is Walt Journey joining you on the uh, Delivery Bros podcast for the second time. Thank you very much. Uh, again, don't pay attention to that first part. It's all Walt Journey from here on out. Thank you very much. He's like, yes, he is Walt Journey, a.k.a. Walter Fulbright, a.k.a. the promo god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, you give me 20 minutes, I'll be all right. 
I can do a couple of good impressions, but I'm not going to do that because that's going to get me a bad name. Okay, so no impressions. Not today. No, that you have to be. I'll be on the fourth time. I'll do impressions. Oh my lord. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you were talking to. Uh, so so to, yeah, tell me what. Tell me what. Tell me what that was about. Tell me what you had going on. All right, so basically, he talked about first half of the card. Okay. Which I'm excited about. He was kind of explaining some of the wrestlers. Uh, we were talking about Christian Rolls a lot. Oh. Yeah, because yeah, uh, the spot with him and Mighty Micah, mm-hmm. that was some brutal shit. He's, you know, we've said this every time uh, he comes up, that guy's, uh, that guy's a bad motherfucker. I'm a huge fan of uh, Christian Rose, even if, he's a, even if he's a son of a bitch, I love Christian Rose, and I'm happy that he's such a, a big part of Journey. So I hope he's listening so I can... He knows I'm sucking up to him again, but yeah, he's a good dude. That razor's edge, though. Oh, yeah. That was... Oh, yeah. Whew! Yeah, yeah. I'm still thinking about it, man. That makes me... I've had nightmares about that razor's edge. I had a conversation with... Uh, I ran into Mighty Micah over the weekend up in St. Louis. Oh, so how's he doing? He's doing good, man. He's doing real good. He was doing real good. He worked a uh, show at one of our sister promotions. Uh, he worked a match at PWCS. Actually, as did Christian Rose, which takes place in Alton, Illinois, which is just outside of St. Louis. There, awesome. Yeah, re- yeah, real good, uh, real good stuff up there. Throwing a shout out, I was there for uh, St. Louis Anarchy and PWCS, and so I asked him about that because I, you know, I got to talk to him a little bit mm-hmm. after the Christian Rose match. The match you're talking about is Christian Rose versus Mighty Mike at Rise Above, which took place last month, and you can actually watch on. Uh, independentwrestling.tv now, which is an excellent like uh, streaming service of a lot of different independent wrestling federations, including uh, Journey Pro. If you use the code Journey, you actually get the first 20 days for free. It's pretty sweet. To, okay, you're going to get free like, pro my wrestling for 20 days. Yeah. You better get on that now. You should. You should. And I'm not saying that Journey is... Journey is the best thing you should be watching on there. Now, there's a lot of good stuff. It's a lot of... Great independent professional wrestling going back a lot of years. Tons of content. Definitely worth your uh, the price of your subscription on that. But, yeah, you can watch that there. So, what Anthony's referencing, and if you heard the interview with Dirk last night, uh, a particularly brutal match between a, uh, let's say, an ambitious youngster in uh, Mighty Micah with a, yes. uh, a lot of heart, and uh, Christian Rose, who probably has what? 60 pounds and 12 years of experience on him, at least. Yeah, because, like, Micah himself was, he like, a cruiserweight almost? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, like, oh, a cruiserweight. Yeah. So, it's just, like, cruiserweight versus his heavyweight dude, maybe light heavyweight. And, I mean, Micah gave it to him, though. Yeah, he, uh, he hung in there. And, I mean, what, uh, I knew that if Micah could hang in there and take the beating that, unfortunately, we all knew he had coming to him. Uh, that that yeah. crowd would absolutely get behind him, and they sure did. There's something really about did. that guy that they, you know, he's. it's easy to connect with Mighty Mike, and he has a really bright future, not just here, but everywhere he... Uh, he kind of reminds me of Amazing Red a bit. Oh, I could see that. He reminds me a bit of Amazing Red, but he also has this feeling that fans love, like, all six Ray Mysterio winning the Royal Rumble almost. Yeah, no, nah, he's uh, he especially like in a situation where he's clearly like kind of outgunned both on like size and experience. It's it's hard not to relate and cheer for that guy. Oh yeah, sure. I was sure. I was like, Michael, come on, man. <laughs> he brings it in. He's got he's the consummate underdog. He uh, and you know when he uh, 
when he almost won with that jackknife roll up, I think that people were uh, with a, he got that jackknife pin that after awesome. he survived the crucifix powerbomb on the apron that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he took a. I had to ask him because there's a couple. If you go back and watch that again, there's a couple of shots that he takes which are just really, really gnarly. In yeah. fact, one of them happens at the very beginning of the uh, the match. He goes charging into the corner. And Christian Rose is waiting there with a big boot, like flat of the boot, like right into oh, his, yeah, right into his mush. Spot. And yeah, he was, uh, I had to ask him, it's like, so how, uh, how many, uh, how many stars were you seeing after the very first, uh, 10 seconds of the match? And yeah, he, but man, he, he put it in there. I'm glad you, uh, took it like a champ. He that did. Man, he that did. man does not have a glass jaw that he proved nope. it that much. <laughs> No, he does. He definitely does not. He's uh, he's as tough as they come, and so he got what he got. Rose uh, still gave him the business pretty good for sure. But yikes, Rose is freaking beast. Yeah, dude. Well, he's not gonna have it that easy this time around. I don't know whether you guys um, got to that, but yeah, who's he facing? Um, it was like this. I mean, he was like he looked like he could definitely throw a beat down oh, oh yeah yeah so he's kind of he's got the opposite of uh, mighty micah for this one he's got a uh, a talent out of phoenix who's a a big mlw mainstay and a guy that you're gonna oh. see he's in a uh, he's actually in a faction with mjf called the legacy a guy named alexander hammerstone okay yes that's uh we were actually talking about that too okay so yeah i've seen i'm um, actually kind of looked up a little bit of hammerstone yeah, he's going to have his problems with him. Yeah, well. Like, him and Rose are definitely going to have a good match. So, a funny story to that, and this is, you know, kind of the uh, the behind the scenes how that thing happens. And Hammerstone actually is a big fan of Christian Rose's work for years. Wow. And he had posted something on his Facebook, on his personal Facebook, saying, you know, I would give priority to anybody who books me against Christian Rose. So me oh. and one of my business partners, uh, uh, Ben Miller, saw that, and we were like, we talked about it within like seconds. We're like, it's like Hammerstone wants Christian Rose, and we're like, basically like, okay, ding, 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 done, ding. done. <laughs> we'll put it together, and we put it together on the very next show. So I think that people are going to be in for a real treat. I don't think a ton of people know who Hammerstone is uh, coming into this match. I think they're going to find out real, real quick. Yeah, it sounds like me a lot of people are going to like him. Yeah, I think yes. so too. He's and he's exact. He's a he's a big, strong dude. Got a lot of ability. That really, really cool finish. If you haven't seen it, it's yeah. I, I'm just gonna put it like this. I ain't gonna get none away on him. I'm just gonna say the dude's a stud. Mm-hmm. A so, bona fide stud, and you can't teach that. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! I, I know, I know. That was that was so. Oh yeah, yeah. That was that was cringy. How bad luck did they get? I mean, I don't really want to see Enzo or Cass do anything, but it's they tried to do like the thing where is this real or isn't it when they like entered the barricade like oh, at, yeah. at the Ring of Honor Super Show. And oh yeah, I saw that. I saw that show. So it happened the same night that somebody actually jumped the barricade at like the Hall of Fame thing. Oh my God! Yeah, we I'm were sure talking you know about, about that. that, right? I'm yeah. sure you know about the weird like Rastafarian dude who like jumped like uh, was he Rast- hard. Was he Rastafarian? I thought he was I, a white was, dude. He well, yes, but he was dressed in like the. Uh, oh, he was a white Rastafarian yeah, guy. Was, yes, he was a. Uh, 
Yes, he was a wasp. Man, all I saw was just like this little blur trying to spear Bret Hart and all the wrestlers came. And yeah, yeah then Dash Wilder from freaking, um, what's the name of the group? Uh, Revival. Revival, yeah. like, got a good punch in. I was like, I love you, Dash. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was a stupid ass idea in front of a, uh, a lot of people who were going to kick the shit out of him and. You like you don't do that to a wrestling legend, especially a man who has a history of bad health problems as he's gotten older. Yeah, it's uh it was a weird thing to do. I don't know why they uh considered that to be like an okay. And they made wrestling fans look bad with that one man. You know, wrestling fans can do that well enough on their own. They don't need anybody's help to like look bad or like weird right. or obsessive or or stupid, so I mean, thank you, he did it for you. But I think the best wrestling um, wrestling fan fail I saw was when it was the Shield match where the dude was dressed up in the Shield gear and appeared in the ring and like Roman and like I think uh, Dean Ambrose, aka John Moxley, uh, now known as by the time this uh, podcast comes out, um, was um, was like looking like what the heck is this. <laughs> And then security had to go tackle him and run him out real quick. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I... So, you, a lot of the emotional impact that Ring of Honor was hoping to get from having the uh, the Enzo cast thing was already, like, they had their, like, heat completely stolen. Like, right up under him. Their knees were cut out by that actually happening. Okay, so. All this... in the Hall of Fame, like, an hour before their show aired at WrestleMania week. So, everybody was pretty much in the crowd talking about what happened with Bret Hart. I mean that was I mean that yeah. was like on Twitter for two days like straight up just trending and all it made people think of was what had already happened it was uh, and mean, nobody was really that excited to see Enzo and Cass but yeah so I mean are they gonna be part of this like Ring of Honor or what's going on with that I don't know man I I, I don't know I I don't want to like yeah, bury I'm... too many people's like work right now or anything but I'll say that. Ring of Honor has always been, like, cyclical to me, and I, I'm i not happy with... I don't watch it now. It's not. It, I'm not a fan of where it's at at the moment. Ever since, uh, yeah. Right. That, and that does not make me want to watch it. I'll oh. say that. It's like, eh. There's so much good wrestling you could be watching, such as Journey Pro and IndependentWrestling.tv. Nudge, nudge. Wink, shameless wink. promo, shameless, sir. Shameless promo. Or at Kansas Hall if you live in Kansas City. But anyway, there it is. It's hard for me to like want to get excited about washouts of like WWE from like a year ago. It's like, man, we we can all do so much better than that. Well, I agree. Like, I mean, the reason why I watched the G1 Climax was because I wanted to see a lot of the Japanese wrestlers. Yeah, and I... I haven't watched that show, but I heard the New Japan side of it's really good. Oh, the New Japan side yeah. was just amazing. And plus, plus, I'm a huge uh, Kazuska Okada fan, yeah. so that's one of my favorite like New Japan wrestlers. Like, for sure, yeah, he's great. He's definitely one of my top five in New Japan right now. Like, he's great. Oh yeah, like I'm sorry, he's got that personality, that charisma. He got the Rainmaker pose that with the camera that's going like. Fully back when he does it, like he pushed the camera back himself, like in that type of like very well produced, very cool. It's like, like yeah, man, I got that god mode. Pow! <laughs> and if your taunt ends up being in Tekken, then you're probably doing pretty good. Yes. Yes, I don't know if you've seen that or not, but like they have the Tekken version of the taunt, and like money flies out of his jacket. You can yes, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. 
I so, mean, so, yeah, that's pretty damn cool, man. I mean, heck, he was even in the um, Pharrell Japanese version of the Happy Video. Him and um, um, not uh, Sisuke Makamura was in the two. Is that right? Is that a real thing? Yeah, is that a thing that exists. That actually exists. Yeah, in the Japanese version of the Happy Video. Yeah, those two showed up. Man, see, that's the kind of thing that I can like. After this is done, I can now look that up. You kids don't realize. How good you have it. When I was in high school, that would have just been a rumor, and we never would have been able to, like, confirm or deny whether that happened. Now, as soon as this interview's over, I'm going to look up the Japanese version of Farrell's Happy video just to watch that. I didn't know that existed, man. Oh, yeah, sure. You wanted to find out any content from the overseas, you got to have somebody that was either, uh, like, shipped out over there in the Marines or something like that, or you just had that friend that got lucky and went to Japan, and you grabbed that bootleg tape. That's actually how I saw my first Japanese wrestling match. Oh, yeah, dude. They used to have those really bad, like, you get bad dubbed VHS copies at, like, comic book conventions and stuff. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah, they were, probably had been, like, taped and retaped, like, 10 or 11 times. Yeah, seeing, like, Minami Toyota Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Like, I'm seeing, like, old Josie wrestlers and seeing, like, old, um... Oh my goodness, I was about to... I was like, old Tiger Mask matches and mm-hmm. the Steiner Brothers in Japan, that type of stuff. Yeah, that was like that was like rare treasures you could find, like the old like Super J Cups and things like yes. that. Yes. If you were a huge, like, if you were a huge dork fan like I was, it sounds like, like you were too. Like yes. You'd have to go and try to find... Mm-hmm. Or you'd find the uh, you'd find the death match feds. That was a lot oh of yeah, that people really wanted to find the Big Foley versus um, Terry Funk. Sure, where they had like the exploding um, the exploding barbed wire and stuff like that in the match. Totally, yeah. Like there was so much blood all over the place. That was one of the most legendary matches they've had together. Yep, and that was something you'd go to the weird uh, you'd go to the weird kiosk at the comic book convention to buy the uh, yeah the the bad VHS tape with the bad photocopied cover. Oh, yeah, like, I remember I came across a big Japan shape. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, like, I remember they, I saw, like, they had a pay-per-view for it, but I was able to um, grab a tape. I wish I still had that tape, but when I saw it, man, I mean, there was, like, fire all over the place, freaking lights, it was all over. I was like, this this whole deathmatch concept almost seems like you really could die in this match. <laughs> Did you ever play the uh, the Fire Pro Wrestling games? They still make them, actually. Cause yes, they now, do. Yeah, they still make the Fire Pro Wrestling. Did you ever play the old ones that were like for like uh, you talk about Super like Nintendo the, and PlayStation One? The one that has like the sixteen bit style and everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, shit, they all still basically do. The graphics are basically unchanged since I'm an adult. They look exactly the same as. But well, it's so freaking cool, ago. though. I remember how excited I was as like a big like internet wrestling nerd to find. Uh, that uh, the Fire Pro had, like, the death matches. They had the light tubes, and they had, like, oh the exploding gosh. barbed wire boards and stuff like that in Fire Pro, and that was not something you were going to find in... Like a WWE 2K no. game? You're not going to find that in that, no. No, what were the WWF games that were around about that time? They were like... Uh, it was uh, basically the SmackDown games. I don't I don't think SmackDown existed quite yet at that point. Okay, it SmackDown was debuted in, what, 2000? Okay, that's right, because then, let's see, at PS1... It was, like, right before, like, at the very beginning of PS1 slash end of Super Nintendo. Oh, this is when they were doing, like, WrestleMania games, then. The WrestleMania arcade game, which was made by the Mortal Kombat team. Do you remember that game? Yes. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're like, you basically had to do a whole bunch of combinations to do a special move. Yep. You had, like, it would be like Shawn Michaels is running towards his opponent or something like that in the ring and everything. Yep. And, like, at the end of it, you're facing, like, three wrestlers at once. Yes, sir. And uh, I think Doink had, like, the... Uh... The hand buzzer and, like, I don't know, Undertaker would uppercut people into, like, a murder of crows when he, like, hit them. That was, uh... Man, that game was weird. That game was so animated, man. <laughs> it was. I mean, like... Like, and on top of that, like, you could knock stuff out of people. Like, for instance, I remember you um, mm-hmm. using Yokozuna. Like, you're getting beat up. Um, you're beating up Yokozuna or something like that. He had, like, a whole chicken come out of him. Almost, <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> well... Video game logic tells me that no matter where you find that chicken, whether it was like shit you broke out of bricks on a wall or somebody mm-hmm. just dropped it on the ground, you eat that and it gives you 100% health. Oh. You're totally fine if you eat that chicken that just drops out. So, Man, that's some old school stuff right there. I think I know there was like this old RPG game that actually had that where you eat the chicken or whatever. So you like heal up. It was like, a, it was like one of the few four player games I'd ever seen on Nintendo. Oh, what was that? What was that game, though? I can't remember off the top of my head, either. But I know it was for Nintendo. I know it was four players, because I remember somebody had this game. And I can't remember it was, like, Valkyries or something like that, or, like, dang. So it was, like, a four-player, like, simultaneous, like, sh- yeah. like beat-em-up game? Yeah, it was, like, it was a platformer. Like, somebody was a barbarian. Somebody had, like, an arrow. Oh, oh, you're talking about Gauntlet. Yes. You're talking about Gauntlet. Oh, the old school Gauntlet. Like, yeah, yeah. The, you'd, you'd get the, the chicken or, like, the uh, the bottle of whiskey would drop, would be on the ground. But if you shot the bottle of whiskey, it would go away, which was almost impossible not to do because you were just, like, spamming the fire button the whole time you played that game. Oh, yeah. that's It was a huge button masher. Oh, yeah. That actually goes back to Atari, like, 5200, believe it or not. It did exist on Nintendo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it existed on NES, but yeah, that's an old Atari game, believe it or not. See, that's like before my generation right there, because I was born in 89, so like, I know of the Atari, but yeah. I was in like Nintendo first generation Sega era. Uh, yeah. That was like my thing, but did I play the Atari? Yes, I have. Is E.T. still one of the worst games I've ever played in my life? The worst game ever played, E.T. for the uh, Atari 2600. That and Pac-Man. What do you got against Pac-Man? Well, in the Atari, it sucked. (laughs) Did it? Yes. Now, they made up for it when they put it on Nintendo and Sega. (laughs) Man, how did they screw up? Oh man, that's like their that's like their their primary like. Oh, I love Namco and I love Pac Man. I mean, yeah. Namco's the same makers of Tekken, so I ain't got nothing against no Pac Man. It's just what they did to him and Atari was rough. I'd have to go back and play. I don't. I mean, I I definitely would to, play that over ET. I think, but and let me put it like this: you don't want to do it. Don't okay. do it. You, you're I'm, cringe. So I do remember like there was something wrong with like the AI in the original Pac-Man and even on the arcade machine. Oh, yeah. Where you could break it, where you could, like, make it to where you always knew exactly how the ghost would behave, mm-hmm. which is how people beat the game. It's like it was too predictable. And I know they fixed that a lot in Ms. Pac-Man, which is why, like, more hardcore, like, super nerds prefer Ms. Pac-Man to regular Pac-Man. Oh, yeah. Because the, uh, the enemy behavior is a lot is a lot more dynamic. Way more dynamic. I mean, I was, I was not good at either, so I didn't. it didn't really oh, matter that much. I ate so much, like, 
just dick trying to play that game. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to even sit here in front. Just, Is that what those pellets are? Is that what? You know what? You're not funny, Walter. <laughs> you are not. I'm funny. a little funny. Okay, that was fucking. It was funny. a little funny. Yeah. Touche, sir. Touche. Yes. No, it's you're you're good, but. Ah, uh, God, how did we get onto the, we got onto video games, we were talking about, uh, we were talking about wrestling, then we went to, oh yeah, that's gonna happen at least like three or four times, but, yeah, cause like, either way, man, anything goes in this podcast, anything on the table, anything on the menu, wow. delivery bros, on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, and everywhere else, subscribe now, no, this I, game, I like how you did that. <laughs> you, you like me to throw in there? Hey, please subscribe. Get to uh, get you know help help Anthony out. This is the Delivery Bros. Is a uh, this is my hometown uh, podcast now. This is now uh, one of only three podcasts I appear on semi regularly. So please, I'm freaking honored for that one. Yeah, thank you so much for doing this again. Yeah, no, you're very welcome. Because uh, yeah, and plus I do have that. Uh, so this will come out when? What day is this when this comes I out? I want to put this out on Monday, if that's cool with you. Yeah, so that's going to be Monday, and that's uh, March or May 6th. Yes, May 6th. So May 6th. So you're listening to this as May 6th, because I know you're a subscriber to the Delivery Bros podcast, and you just saw this come up on your preferred mobile device, and you were like, man, i got to listen to this new Delivery Bros podcast. And you're like, what am I doing on Thursday night? Because uh, it's going to be three days until this... Uh, I mean, so you got some anticipation. I do, and you, you you should be there. It's gonna be real, real good. I know Anthony's gonna be there. You can come up and say hi. You can find me, Walter. You can say yes. hi to Walter Journey. Because I'll, I'll be there. Walter Journey will be around. I will be there, but I'm also making sure I find a good position so I don't get hit by the wrestlers in the ring. Because <laughs> they will fly. They will. They will find you. I'm actually gonna try to direct them to find where you are and send them in your direction. Oh, thanks. No problem. No problem. As much as possible, make sure that you take as many. Uh, and that's Walter Journey, a.k.a. Walter Fulbright for you. Yes. Trying to make sure his wrestlers are on target on the card. <laughs> so who else on this card? We just talked about uh, Rose and Hammerstone. So we never got to, like, Shotzi Blackheart in them. Oh, okay. So Shotzi has taken on Laney Luck. Yeah, they were tag team partners in the last they event. They were tag team partners in this last event. Dude. Laney is somebody who has gotten really, really good in the last, like, especially the last, like, two years have been, like, a, excellent for her. Hmm. And they just wrestled as well at uh, the St. Louis Anarchy Ladies Night Show, which was last weekend. Oh, yeah, Marty was at that one, too. She course. sure was. She absolutely was. And they, uh, you know, one of the, of the beautiful things about wrestling is the more times... Uh, you know, a couple of people will work together, the better it's going to get. Oh, the yeah. The better it's going to get, the more... And their chemistry is... Shotzi and Laney have excellent chemistry. Both are great pros. Mm-hmm. Super excited. It's kind of building up. It's kind of... Obviously, for those who have been paying attention, it's been circling towards when Shotzi will get her hands on Christian Rose. We are all waiting for her to get there because Christian Rose has been pulling some fast ones. Yes. Yes, he has. He, uh... He hasn't got an easy road of it this time, but he's still avoiding... Uh, I wonder if she'll catch him slipping. We're well, only time can tell. I think she's going to catch him slipping this one. Yeah, I would... Uh, if I were you, I would show up on uh, on May 9th to find out just exactly what's going to happen. Yes, I need to see this. Yeah, we got some, uh, some really exciting stuff. I actually talked to Shotzi uh, 
just this last weekend. She at, is uh, cool as all giddy up. Real cool, real cool. I was at her, uh, what I would consider her home promotion, which is a Bizarro Lucha in Indianapolis. Right. And I got to, I was happy because of like some schedule and some the way some things fell out. We were able to uh, to catch that show, and I was able to uh, kind of see her on her home turf and. They have a real cool thing going up there too. Honestly, that's another thing that you can uh, that definitely is worth checking out. Oh and man, I would love to go like check out these other promotions. Just like take some time off on the weekend and just be like, "All right, I want to go here or there." It's uh, it's tough. I mean, I got uh, I got a little bit of uh, of time off from uh, my normal like real life job through some uh, unfortunate means. I ended up uh, I was actually in the hospital for five days. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah. dude, why didn't you hit me ago. up? Uh, you know, I was I had a thing. Dude, going I would have brought you something. Uh, I would have brought you some flowers, made you feel beautiful for a second. Something. Don't you see the get well soon balloon? Like, I, I, I see it. It's, it's it's dead. Yeah, it's gone. It's I just threw away the rest of the flowers I got yesterday because they were starting to you know smell and my cat was starting to eat them. Your cat was starting to eat the flowers. The, the cats will do that. Yeah, they absolutely will. So they were uh, that was starting to get a little gross. So we threw that out. But yeah, I had a thing come up. I uh, I had some. Uh, I thought I had, like, some bronchitis, and I, like, coughed up a bunch of blood instead of mucus, so I went to the hospital, because I'm like, I don't think it's supposed to have blood in my lungs, but... No. So that all, uh, yeah, that was a thing, so, yeah, I was in the hospital for That sounds like me last month. Really? Yeah, I ended up in the hospital last month. For real? Yeah, man. Like, I was coughing up blood, and I was like, okay, that's not good. My chest was hurting. I go there. They tell me, okay... You don't got any blood in your lungs, but your blood pressure is almost at stroke level. Damn. Yeah, man. I'm talking about like 200 and something over like once, like 20, I think. Jeez. I could have died, apparently, for what they said. How long were you, How long did they keep you for all that? Four days. Man, that's I, wild. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry that happened to you, man. Like, like, it's, it's, damn. That's crazy. We, man, we both got to take better care of ourselves. Apparently. Yeah. Okay. Hey, maybe I need to hit that the gym with the wrestler and do just get start clanging and banging or something. No kidding, man. That's uh, that that's a brutal situation. So we took that real serious for a minute, yeah. yeah but man. you know, I got out and uh, yeah, here I am, doing mostly okay. Got. Uh, I'm glad well, you're okay now. Thanks. I'm glad you're okay too, man. That's, and that's how something like that happens. You call me. I will do so. You're our friend. You're you're a friend, man. You're part of the family now. Well, I appreciate that, man. I, I I'm glad to be one. This is a. I'm I'm happy to see. Someday I'm gonna brag to my friends that I was on this podcast in its early days. So. Man, this podcast will be available anytime you need it. Awesome. That's great, dude. But yeah, she's uh, Shotzi and Laney's gonna be, gonna be uh, gonna be real real good. I think the that's gonna be something where we. They've 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 tangled enough times that it's gonna be uh, I think that so. they're gonna have a, a good a good good bit of competition there. I think they'll be. Uh, I think it's gonna be a solid great. match. Yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh, you never know what you're gonna get if you get something the first time people touch. Basically, you kind of want uh, if you can get something after they've been. After they've had a few rounds of it, then you're gonna find that that's where the magic really really happens. Oh yeah. So. So. Like I said, that's uh, Kansas Hall, <laughs> um, Overland Park. Yes. 
it's going to be hot. It is. It is. 15 bucks. I don't think we mentioned that. It is $15. 15 it's absolutely worth your 15 bucks. I mean, if you can't pay 15 bucks, what are you doing? Yeah. What kind of wrestling fan are you? Why do you have a phone? How are you able to listen to this? Like, seriously. Yeah. It's like, we already know you got your Pornhub subscription out. It's yeah. okay. But at the same time, sometimes you got to take a break. Go watch something with a little bit more, you know, pageantry, a little bit more style, a little bit more class. Like um, Pornhub? Is there such a thing as more class than Pornhub? Oh, I was just going to say Journey Pro. Oh, yeah. Well, Journey Pro definitely has more class than Pornhub. Yes. Well, a lot more class. Yeah. It's fucking classy, sir. Not as much content, though, because very few things have as much content as, like... Yeah. Um, Wait, I don't know what that... What's porn? Is that a... Is that a, some sort of website? Yeah. Um, it's a um, it's a website of um, education and value. I got it. Yeah. So... Uh, got it. Yeah. I think I showed too much familiarity. I think I revealed that I knew what that was too quickly. Um, I mean, heck, I mean, we could have been talking about, like, a t-shirt company. We could. I mean, shoot, that could have been a rock band. Yeah, probably not, though. I don't know. I mean, shoot, they got a lot of different names for rock bands these days. (laughs) Yeah, that's that. They do. That absolutely is true. And, uh, yeah, at one point, Joey Ryan actually had, like, a Pornhub, like, Sponsorship. I don't know if he still does. What? Not. Yeah, he was. Or no, it was Uporn. I'm very sorry. Wait, 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 wait. He had a sponsorship from like a like a porn website. He sure did. He absolutely did. He actually had, he actually called one of his uh, signature maneuvers the Uporn Plex. Huh? Yeah, you didn't know that. No. Yeah, I mean, get that money, man. Wow. You know, can't blame him. No. That's pretty good. I mean, sure, that's some money in it. <laughs> Why not? I, but wow. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, that's a totally well, a thing that uh, that's totally a thing that happened, man. Well, was, at least he at least he has somebody to pay for his baby oil. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think he's got it. I think he's doing okay on that on that front. He, you know what? That is a guy that uh, an opportunity presented itself, and he'd been in the business for going on twenty years. I know, and he looks great. And he is great, and he's an excellent worker, and he's a very good professional, and the opportunity came up, and he took it, and I don't think anybody would have done differently. Hey, I don't blame him, because he did, he did wonderful when he was at the last event. I'm, he's really humble, I can tell. Like, he'll talk to anybody, no matter, um, no matter if it was after the show or not, like, he'll talk to you. Like, he talked to me for a couple minutes, and he was cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we get the chance to bring him back. Um, we had talked about that opportunity, but if we, you know, there's some indications that maybe he's uh, moving on to a slightly greener pastures. We aren't sure, but if that. Speaking of greener pastures, what about this John Moxley thing? And it's weird to me because he's acting like he's. I'm excited for him, and he's obviously like clearly excited to be back on the. Uh, and, you know, I obviously have some affinity for his run on the independence as John Moxley. For those of you who don't know, that was uh, that was the name that Dean Ambrose wrestled under before he became a WWE guy. Facts. But they're acting like it's like the second coming of the Beatles. And it's like, all right, man. It's like, I'm mean, all right. You know, you're John Moxley. I'm excited for you. but I mean, but you know, like... This one, like this version, is gonna be more uncensored than what we got at WWE. And WWE, he was he was definitely told some lines in WWE 
So it's sort of like, oh, he's going to be a little bit more freer in what he does in the independent scene. You think about it. So he's getting that. He's been able to. He's going to be able to like push boundaries creatively. That the things you can't do in WWE in most cases. You kind of got to follow a straight path most of the time. I would agree that he was never a guy that was a good fit for uh, for WWE. I think the uh, the Indies or uh, you know. Yeah, he's a weird guy who kind of wants to be weird and do his own thing, and I'll, that's sort of the exact opposite of what working for. But I'll give him credit though, because I mean he did his best in uh, WWE, and I liked his character in WWE. It may have been a PG version of his like CZW moniker in a way, but one thing I liked about him was the fact that like he still kind of pushed the envelope in other ways. Yeah. to get his character over. I mean, shoot, I was excited when he won the um, the WWE Heavyweight title. He deserved that run. Yeah, he really did. And I'm, it's going to be good for him because obviously like that run is going to make him, he's going to make a lot of money for the next like year or so. Oh, yeah. He Everybody makes like a good amount of money after they leave uh, WWE. So it'll certainly have been worth his time. You know, he obviously met his wife that way. Yep. Excited for him. That way, but yeah, it's funny because they're putting out these like promo videos that make it like. But he can't wrestle. Like the Undertaker's coming. It's like, dude, it's yeah. Yeah, but the only thing is, he can't wrestle for another sixty days. Is that how long it is? Yeah, it's like it's usually yeah, it's usually ninety days. But I don't know, man. There's been a lot of that going around. You know, my partners and I were really excited when uh, we thought that Brody Lee was coming back on. Man, but. I, I think they're just trying to hold him up. Yeah, it kind of feels that way. I mean, shoot, Revival was trying to leave at one point. Um, shoot, I, I think Carl Anderson and um, Luke Har- um, and Luke Gallows were trying to leave as well. At one point, like, they're real. a lot of these wrestlers are talking about leaving. Sasha Banks had a fallout in um, WrestleMania, apparently. That's what they talk about. That's what, I've, that's what I've heard. I mean, the thing is, it's good and healthy for... Uh, everybody to have more options and I think that's kind of what we're seeing right now as people have yeah cause people are like man I can make more cash on the independent scene like going to wrestle for such and such promotion or this promotion and still be able to like take on shows when I want in a lot of cases I'm not saying like right. you're gonna get rich being off of the independent scene no like but you're gonna have more of a flexible schedule to where you're not killing yourself 365 yeah you get to you know, and you can do pretty well, especially if you uh, hit on something where you can sell a lot of a lot of merchandise. You can do, oh yeah, yeah. The opportunity is there to at least uh, to at least make some money for uh, for folks. And yeah, and nothing else. It gives you that option. So you if you're not if your career is not going good places, you can take a chance on something else. You can take a chance on yourself. Yeah, you can come up with more creative ideas and how to like. Get your character over or whatever. Like that's the one thing that you have an independent scene. Like you can yeah. cre- you can be whatever moniker you want if you do it right. Yeah, and you can uh, you can build a new thing. I think that uh, what Cody uh, built himself to being after the he American left, Nightmare after he left and stopped doing the Stardust thing, I think is uh, exemplary. I think it's an a, a, an incredible example of somebody going their own way and mm-hmm. making their own thing. And I'm really I'm really proud of him, man. Yeah, Brandy too. She's getting up in there too. Like she's acting like she's the female enforcer. Like she's sparing the guys in the ring, like doing wrestling training, like with her husband. That's crazy. Yeah, totally. 
Totally, but yeah, it's. I mean, and what they've obviously now built has been is going to be incredible for wrestling and the. Uh, I'll say what uh, what I've told people: Journey Pro is here to help the people who work for us get where they want to go. Yes, that's the idea. Is that if the, if their idea is to become hopefully stars someday and move down to Florida and get on WWE TV someday, then whatever we can do to help that happen, I want to help. If their idea is to work like you know the territorial circuits for the rest of their days and be that, I, I want to do that. If they want to work occasionally and uh, you know continue to build their own uh, Monday through Friday careers while being wrestlers in just in Kansas City on the weekend, then I want to help them do that. I want to, I, whatever piece of that that I can play, that we can play, that's what we want to do. And that right there is why this is a promotion for wrestlers by wrestling fans that want to make a difference and how, um, how wrestling is presented in the Indies. I think this is a place of opportunity. It doesn't matter if you're you're kind of like new to the scene, or you know you've been a veteran in the scene for a long time. They like to give opportunity. So in a way, Journey Pro is the land of opportunity for pro wrestlers. So that's another Ooh. reason why I like this event. We appreciate it. We uh, we're uh, we're we're mostly uh, we're pretty happy with how they've uh, turned out so far. I love the Kansas City fans. We're getting uh. We got a good atmosphere in there. It's a lot of fun. It's a great way to spend like a Thursday night with your buddies, have a couple of drinks, yes. chill, take some time. But yeah, this is gonna be a and this is this is gonna be a slobber knocker, y'all. It's it always is. So let's see what else have we uh, have we not covered? I don't think I think the, the we probably haven't covered like the two main events basically. All like right, the, so like the, the main co-main and the main. So. One of these is one I'm really excited about, actually, which is uh, uh, Tyler Bateman and Gary J, who have taken to calling themselves the goddamn men. The goddamn uh, men? Yes. Because Bateman had referred to himself as the goddamn man, and they have uh, a, a rivalry slash respect thing that they've built over the last like few months, <laughs> and now they are teaming up together. Bateman is incredibly... Incredibly talented guy, been in wrestling for a long time. Gary J is another like, basically like, one of the biggest names in St. Louis. If you aren't familiar with him for a long time, and I'm sure you saw him at Rise Above. Yes, indeed. And so they're taking on uh, Kurt Stallion and Jake Something, which is going to be awesome. If you haven't seen that tag team either, they've. Uh, I I remember like seeing those guys, and they were something. Oh yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. so, um, I think Jake actually debuted on Impact since that last show. Did he do that? Is he doing Impact? He is. He is now. As of like between Rise Above and now, he's on Impact. Is he going under the same name or what's going on? Uh, Jake Diener. He's like with uh, he's in a tag team with uh, with Cody Diener. Jake Diener. I'm gonna yeah. look that up. Like, yeah. good for him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where is Jake from? Is he from here? Michigan. He's from Michigan. Yeah, he's from Michigan. Yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a good up and giving guy, and he makes that drive. He wow. drives from Michigan to, to Kansas City, and that's about ten hours plus. Yeah, it's it's not uh, it's it's a haul, man. The fact that Everybody he even comes to this promotion, like for one night, man, that's some dedication, man. And then on top of that, he's doing an Impact too. 
Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, he's a great opportunity for him. He's uh, we knew it was coming. Um, same thing with uh, with Kurt. Kurt works uh, evolve a lot, and Kurt's uh, a big up and coming star. All four of those guys are top notch professional wrestlers, but we're so happy to have them. And That's Kurt awesome. and Jake as a tag team are are pretty special. They've only worked as a tag once in Journey, so this is a this is a good thing. And uh, Jay and uh, Bateman have never tagged together. That's uh, that's just something that wow. they really wanted to work each other like really badly coming into about six months ago. Then they got a couple of matches under their belt, really really good ones. One of uh, I think probably one of Journey Pro's best matches was the first uh, uh, Gary J versus Tyler Bateman. That was some really incredible stuff in there. Bateman delivers a uh, a brainbuster on the apron. To Gary J, except uh, he, they kind of missed the apron and just hit the wood floor. Oh, from the apron, which is ow! Every bit as uh, as terrifying as it sounds. Oh my god! Yeah, it's uh, it's it's brutal and it's intense, and they just so it's actually available for free on our YouTube channel. We uploaded it last week. It was the result of a of a poll worth checking out. Just Journey Pro KC on YouTube. We ain't got much up there. We're working on that. Subscribe. Yeah, please. Subscribe. Follow. Comment. Like. Comment. Yeah. Follow like, on Twitter. Is that what is that everything people do on uh Yes. On YouTube? Okay. Follow, like, subscribe on Twitter. Yeah, do all that stuff on everything. Instagram. Do all that stuff on everything. But Heck, I've gone to the point where shoot, I might upload this podcast on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> we gave him enough free publicity that uh we can uh yeah. So that's gonna be Hey, if also Akira can have a podcast, maybe I have a chance. <laughs> and then uh, the that goes right into the uh, the main, which is something I'm super proud of. It's uh, Jeremy Wyatt's going to defend the Gateway Heritage Championship again against uh, the Zombie Princess, Jimmy Jacobs. The Zombie Princess. Yes, sir. Jimmy Jacobs, which if you're a longtime wrestling fan, mm-hmm. as I know you are, Yes. Realize like what a what a significant thing that is. That is a very significant thing. I mean, the man's been on multiple promotions from ROH to Impact. Um, he's on Pro Wrestling Guerrilla. Like we can go down the list of different promotions he's done just in the NDC alone. This is going to be a match, a great proportion. You don't know what Mister Zombie Princess is going to do, but I'm gonna let you know right <laughs> now. Um, expect the unexpected. When I tell you, you may not want to miss one inch of this match, because I've seen Wyatt, and Wyatt is amazing in the ring. He is a magician, a technician. I'm talking about full of a vision. He may be a heel, but he's like the raw addition. This is going to be hotter than somebody cooking some hot fish in the kitchen. We're talking popping like Crisco. We're talking like it's hotter than a day in San Francisco, summertime. Come and watch this main event. Very good, man. I like that. Oh, thank you. I kind of went old school on that one, a little Jimmy Hart. San Francisco in the summer is not really that hot, but we'll allow it. Okay, we're going to allow that one just because (laughs) I need a rhyme. We're going to give it as a, uh, you got your, because of, you know, it rhymed, and it was like, and it was a good flow, so you had to keep that in there, just like, yeah. You saw, I mean, you saw Wyatt and Hollow Wicked. Yes, Hollow Wicked and him had a great match. Technical, like, all the way to the end. 
But Wyatt had to pull that uh, pull that victory out. I had never seen Hollywood sad like that. So that was awesome. Yeah, dude. I was. They went uh, twenty seven minutes. I think. Is yeah, that, that, was a, that was that was a good style match. I mean, it was a pure wrestling style match too. It was. Yeah, so that was awesome. I hadn't seen a match like that since like they used to have the pure um, pure wrestling title um, back in ROH. Yeah, that's a lot of the pure wrestling rules stuff that. Uh, so, so the way this this works with the uh, the gateway heritage championship which we share with anarchy and pwcs is that every champion gets to basically pick the stipulations under which they Mm -hmm. they defend that title and so everybody picks a stipulation that sort of benefits their style so jeremy actually uses those pure wrestling rules that were the ones the ring the pure the ring of honor pure wrestling rules Mm -hmm. used because that obviously benefits like his skill set. Um, it worked very well for him. Yeah, he's it's worked he's, great for him for months now. And, you know, I think uh, he's a technical machine. Yeah, Jackson has the exact count, but I think he's at almost. Uh, yeah, I want to say close to two hundred days, maybe even a little more. Oh, he's two hundred plus days now on that title. Yeah, and he's beat. He's beaten Matt Cross, you know the. He beat the legendary Matt Cross. Yeah, actually, if you look at the uh, poster behind you for Rainbow in the Dark, you'll see that he and Matt Cross are standing next to each other in that middle poster there. Okay, that's a big deal. Yeah, so he's uh, he beat Jonathan Gresham, the octopus. He beat the octopus. He did. He sure did at St. Louis Anarchy in another match that I highly recommend you watch. Gresham walked away extremely impressed with how good Jeremy Wyatt is. Oh Jeremy Wyatt is still, people are still sleeping on Jeremy Wyatt. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Uh, man, because we were talking about him yesterday, man. I'm sorry, but Wyatt, I found out how old he was. I thought he was like in his late 20s like me. He was 42. Yeah, he's been around, man. He has been kicking he's ass, man. Around. Let me put it like this. It's sort of like when DDP went into wrestling at like 30-something years old. And he's still kicking ass. What has Jeremy been doing? Like 10 years now? Um, I think he's on his about his 20th year. He's on his 20th year? Yeah. Okay. I'll get an exact uh, number from him, but I think he's close to one. Yeah, because I want to talk to one of your uh, one of your guys. I would love to talk to some of these wrestlers, especially J- I would love to talk to Wyatt, especially. Hey, he ask made, him. I walked out as a fan with him. Like, like he was, he was definitely one of my favorites at that night. Like, mm-hmm. sincerely. You know... A who's who of professional wrestling talent from the Midwest, which is where he's obviously has like his biggest name. It's from these Midwest territories. Will tell you a lot of those guys will tell you Jeremy Wise one of the best wrestlers they've ever seen. Sure. If you ask them, so sure. um, in the streets they say he got the juice. He does. <laughs> I think uh, you know Seth Rollins, the former Tyler Black, will say that Jeremy Wyatt is one of the best wrestlers he's ever seen. Really? So, oh yeah, absolutely. Because you know Rollins is an Iowa guy. Been, oh yeah, yeah. He is a he is a Midwest legend. I yeah. I can't say enough about how good he is. And I'm sorry he he's definitely main event material to the end. Seriously, he's great. And you know I'm in some ways it's a it's a little disappointing to me that he never got like a big shot. And I really want to make sure that. As many people as we can expose to how good Jeremy White is, that's something I'm going to do. He would, and and our, and that's you know, it's not hard to do, man. He's got the title. I will give him literally anyone. And surprisingly, 
mm-hmm. considering how long he's been around and how long Jimmy Jacobs has been around, and they're both Midwest guys. Mm-hmm. This has never happened before. There's never been a Wyatt somehow, somewhere. They kind of escaped each Wyatt, other. Yeah, there's never been a Wyatt Jacobs match, so we're the first ones to get to do it, and that's uh, okay. So one night cool. only, y'all. You know yeah. you're getting a never before seen match at any territory, any promotion. I'm telling you right now, this is going to be a match of highlight reels. I am going to be filming this on my. I keep on hitting. The, I keep on hitting the stand. Yeah, I was wondering what that was. I was like, I'm going to be filming this on my Instagram. I'm going to be posting on Facebook. I am going to be talking about it on Twitter. I did it last time. I'm going to do it again. I'm telling you right now. Get to this wonderful event at Kansas Hall, Overland Park, six o'clock, six thirty. Six is when doors happen, and there's usually a pre-show match. We're going to start that around 6.30, but the official card starts at 7. But don't miss don't miss the pre-show match. Don't. There's going to be a... What was it, a scramble again? It is going to be a scramble. We got a lot of new people in that. Oh, nice. And I know that, like, when you talked to Dirk yesterday, he couldn't... Uh, he, could, he, he didn't know who the names were because that hasn't been revealed yet. But there's some good names on there. Mystery car, mystery car, mystery car. That's always car. where we're going to throw in some, like, surprises. And some of these guys are pretty, are pretty fucking cool, man. I'm going to tell you, but... Yeah, because that last scramble was really good. Uh, I'm glad I, you liked it. I'm not going to lie. I didn't expect it to go in by knockout, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, Sharkbait. Sharkbait knocked his ass out. <laughs> yes, he sure did. That dude is a. I can't. Sharky is a Sharky's a dangerous man who uh, also does MMA. From what he, what, he, what I was told, he's actually got a fight here coming up. Yeah, at the uh, out at the the cage matches they do in Independence. He's got a fight. I think the hmm. shit. It might be this weekend actually. Really? Yeah, I think it might be the fourth. Oh, where's he fighting at? Is he fighting, um, is he doing the Shamrock um, FC thing? Yeah, well, I can't remember the name of the promotion he does that for. I wish I had that up in front of me so that I could give him a good plug. Yeah, because... Yeah. But yeah, it is this weekend. It's those independence, like, cage fights that they that they do out there. Over there in the Maristar? I don't know if... I, I don't think they're in the casino. But Sharky is fighting this weekend, and that guy's been on a winning streak. And you know what? Stay great. tuned for more details. I'll figure it. I'll try to get do some it. more. Then you're going to have to append this and tell people when they, where they can watch Sharkbait fight, except that it'll have already happened by Monday anyway. Yeah. So, so um, stay tuned. Um, I'll try to find some highlight reels and post it in the link below or something. Like, so that was your first time seeing Sharkbait wrestle or fight, right? Yeah, that was my first time seeing a lot of those wrestlers. Yeah, he's oh. legit, dude. That guy's... Uh, yeah, that guy's a legit, like, great MMA guy and a good wrestler, too. Yeah, like, either way, man, I could tell he's got a knack for both. Oh, yeah. So, I like the MMA-style wrestlers, too, because of the fact that, like, you don't know where it's going to be thrown, like, um, in the ring. So, with him, I was really excited to see that because, um, cause, like, the only people I've seen kind of do the MMA-esque, I mean, you can always think of Shamrock, Rousey, and Lesnar, of course. But, sure. with, but with Lesnar, I don't know. I kind of got bored with that. <laughs> I'm going to be here and be yeah. on. I, I can only watch so many suplexes in one match. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, He was more of just a straight, like, he was even prior to his MMA days when he first came to wrestling, he was more of just a straight wrestling guy. He right. Was, he was a he had a collegiate wrestling background. Oh, yeah, NCAA. Yeah, and a lot of guys have had that. I mean, don't forget about, like, if you really want to go back, like Dr. Death Steve Williams. And yes. His, uh, uh, Kurt Angle, of course. 
and Coleman, yeah. You know, Kurt was a, a straight... I'm thinking of more MMA guys, though. Um, I'm trying to think. I think I know that, um, if I'm correct, Conan had that background, too. Dan the Beast Severn, of course. He had that background. Dan the Beast was, was amazing, both as a... They didn't really call it MMA at that point. It was like... They just call it, like, cage fighting. Right. Or, yeah... Oh, you know who I forgot? Um, in the new gen, of course, um, Matt Riddle, the bro. Of course, oh, bro. I mean, <laughs> obviously, obviously, and Riddle's. Uh, oh, Shinsuke Nakamura as well. Nakamura has an MMA background. Yeah, there's. Uh, Eugene Nagata got a um, has an Olympic wrestling background. Yeah, a lot of those Japanese guys have had like a pretty fair amount of shoot fights. Oh, those cars, Junior, aka Alberto Del Rio. Yeah. Who was actually really good if he was motivated. Yeah, because he won his first match by doing like a belly-to-belly and broke the wrestler's arm. He's a... And he was a good professional wrestler if he was motivated. Oh, yeah. But he was uh, he was inconsistent. Anyway, I'm not going to get on Yeah, we can... Man, he has his own share of problems that makes him... Uh, that's why he had to go back to Mexico. Anyway because of who he is. Yeah. yeah. He's not a good dude, so... But. Unfortunately, and then, you know, Paige and all that kind of stuff... Yeah, not not not. I feel bad for Paige though, because the fact she can't wrestle no more. Yeah, it was a tough thing. Did you uh, did you watch that movie that WWE put out, like that PR? Movie? I, I didn't get I didn't get a chance to see because like they only had it in theaters for like a couple weeks, and I was turning on money at the time, so I couldn't do it. <laughs> but I do want to watch it. I'm gonna um, see if I can get it on video or something like that. Yeah, Just, it ain't bad. Um. Obviously, like, the WWE stuff's a little bit... Uh, a little cheesy. A little cheesy. Yeah. Like, but it's... Uh, it, I mean, it's, you know, PG for the family. Exactly. But the parts they spend in England are pretty funny. It's it's better than it has any right to be, I'll say that. But. Yeah, cause I saw the clip when, um, when, like, her character um, goes um, and meets The Rock for the first time or whatever. Then they had, a, they had a girl that looked like A.J. Lee. So, I mean, I can tell, like, they had, like, some things where it's like, okay, this is kind of believable right here. Yeah, because like yes. Paige does have a dope story. I mean, the wrestling yeah. royalty she comes from, um, just in general, like yeah, she helped really change that women's division in WWE. Because you know, like women's wrestling, like in the indie scene, always kind of been like up to par. I've always seen because like I've always seen girls like you know Minami Toyota all the way to. Even like cheerleader Melissa and all them. Oh man, yeah, like yeah, there's been some good stuff. I mean, Mia Yim and all that too. Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. this is. Uh, it took a little bit for. Uh, it did take a lot for that to kind of catch so, up. So yeah, because like you know, you look at it like an old like WWE Divas match or something like that. It was basically Thes Press, Smack Smack Smack, Claw Claw, Hair Mare. Don't forget hair mare. There's always a hair mare. There was a hair mare. Yeah. And then finisher. Yeah, sometimes. Or they would just sort of like, yeah, or just cat fight until like somebody broke it up. Or Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. So I was excited when I started seeing like the AJ Lees and the pages. And then all of a sudden, then we had Charlotte and Becky Lynch and Asuka. And just, I mean, we can go down the down list of the whole women's roster. There's some questionable ones, but I, to, I mean, like, I'm glad they got rid of Ava Marie. <laughs> you know, 
there's a there's a place for I think for Eva Marie in a wrestling federation, but yeah, there was a lot more Eva Marie's before than there were. Yeah, I think Eva Marie would have been a great valet. She, that thing they were doing where she they would introduce her and she never wrestled was pretty darn. Funny. I, I'm not gonna lie, I was cracking the hell that up every time really they did. Funny. That was actually a good thing. I mean, she tried to improve with the wrestling too. She I'm gonna was, give her that. I saw a lot of her like uh, post her training matches. Like I obviously like. I'm personally of the opinion that NXT is like probably the best wrestling federation on the planet. So I love NXT and I watched a lot of that stuff. By the way, did you see that Kushida got signed? I did. Yeah, I think he's uh, going to be on NXT here in the next couple of weeks. He's going to debut on TV there. I, I can't wait. I'm like so excited. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm like, I just can't hide it. Like, for real, cause I love Kushida. I think you like it. Yeah, dude, it'll be good. It'll be good. But yeah, if you watch any of her stuff like where they were trying to like where they were putting it over like, Oh yeah, she's been training with Kendrick, she's gonna be great and she was uh she was not great. She, she tried. Was not great. I remember she's the only person I've ever heard who got a uh this is okay chant in the place of the this is awesome chant. Oh, this is okay. Yes, because she did something almost like competent. She Once. tried. Yeah, it was I hope I mean, someday I get the this is okay chain because that's pretty much like what I should get at work. That's my... This is right. <laughs> well, as any consolation, I think you're awesome. Ah, uh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I am Hopefully a... we're going to we're gonna have a lot of good things to talk about here in a few weeks after this happens. We'll, uh, Heck yeah, dude. We're going to do this again, right? We're going to do this oh. before each show? Yes. All right. All right. Yeah, you're is... committed. Oh, yeah. Well, you got me, man. I'm basically one of your mainstays here. All right. So we're gonna do it, guys. Like I said, come down to uh, Journey. Come down to Journey Pro, Kansas Hall, May 9th. A means to an end is the name of the show. It's gonna be great. Can't wait to see you there. So um, I'm letting you know right now. This is a means to let you know that this doesn't have to end. The party is just getting started. Come to Kansas Hall or Kansas Hall, whatever way you want to call it. It's gonna be. <laughs> At 6 o'clock when the doors open. That means you get to see one of the mystery matches, a.k.a. dark match, before the show even really starts. But the party's going to jump off as soon as the first body hits the ring. Come to Cancer Hall. Once again, that's May the 9th. Get your tickets now. 15 bucks. Kansas City represent. Thank you so much, man, for having me. I appreciate it. All right, so with that, this has been Anthony Anthem, a.k.a. The Rolling Elbow, a.k.a. The uh, the Man, the Savage, coming in, ready to go hamish and damage. Okay, I'm done. But anyways, with that, <laughs> we are out of here. Bye-bye. Why didn't the three little pigs go in for some kind of flat share scheme? Does Jesus get to choose which wine he turns it into? Why don't Sims have the upper body strength to climb out of a swimming pool? And does everybody really want to be a cat? I'm Will Baker. And I'm Alex Prescott. And if you're the type of person that overthinks these deep philosophical questions, then Think to the Brink is the podcast for you. From Disney characters to song lyrics, debates to social etiquette, tune in every week for your dose of paralysis by analysis. All topic suggestions are welcome. If you can think it, we can overthink it. Think Think to to the the Brink. Brink. Available on all podcast platforms. Hey everyone, this is John Tolley, inviting you to check out War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Each week, me and my co-host Christopher Stolley discuss the news and theories surrounding one of the largest movie franchises in the world. So join us every Wednesday at 8 Eastern as we travel to the galaxy far, far away, right here on Anchor FM and wherever 
find podcasts are heard. You know, when you need CBD, vape juice, or new mod, go to Vape Scorpion. 10859 Boston Avenue, Philadelphia, PA 19116. They are formerly known as East Coast Vapor. They have all your needs, all the equipment, all the juice. And hey, while you're there, sit down, enjoy a beer, bring your own, and just hang out with a bunch of cool people. So guys, if you really need your next vape machine, or maybe you just want to try a locally made uh, juice, Make sure you hit up Vape Scorpion. That's 1085 Boston Avenue, Philadelphia, PA 19116. Or give a call to 215-464-8273. Oh yeah, and make sure you let them know that Realm of the Mist Entertainment sent you. He said that she said, how dare you say that? That's offensive. Well, someone's got to say it. It had to be said with Venus. Catch the live show Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Check out the recordings at any time. Guest host weekly. Listener, beware. Mature content. Sexual content. Trigger warning. Do you dare say it? Hi, my name's Chris, and I'm here to tell you about Realm of the Mist podcast. Realm of the Mist podcast, we talk about all the great entertainment things from movies, music, books, comic books, and many, many other forms of entertainment, as well as politics, current events, and just general humor and having a good time. If you're looking for a podcast that is right up your alley, look no further than Realm of the Mist podcast here on Anchor.fm or where fine podcasts can be heard. Hi, this is Dave from the Comic Collection at 83 Bustleton Pike in Feasterville, Pennsylvania. Our phone number is 215-357-3332. We are right next to Northeast Philadelphia. We have action figures, gaming, statues, albums, and CDs, graphic novels, other knickknacks, and, of course, comics. Established in 1985, we are your go-to store. Come by and say hello and say that the guys from RadioCast FM Radio sent you. The address again is 83 Bustleton Pike, Feasterville, Pennsylvania, or call 215-357-3332. Three-eyed turtle? Is that alright? What the fuck is a three-eyed turtle? Who wants a mustache ride? Are you tired of the same old podcasts with no humor? Well, join us for After Hours, where everything is funny, at least to us, on Anchor.fm, and where quality podcasts are heard. How the fuck did we get on this? I don't know. The FCC started this shit. It's their fucking fault. Hey everyone, this is Dak. This is Liam. And this is White People Shit. We are a bi-weekly podcast Whoa, 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 whoa. Maybe you're buying week. I'm straight and strong. It means twice a week, you douche. Oh. Yeah, listen to us twice a week. On White People Wednesdays, we talk about gay stuff, zombies, superhero sex positions. And on Feature Peep Fridays, we interview the Feature Peep of the Week. Yeah, like a fucking furry. 
Just search WPS Podcast and look for the white dude in red pajamas. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. We believe in equal opportunity humor, where all things can be made fun of. So if your feelings get hurt and you're offended, you can always eat a dick.